be honest, maybe I should just forget all my other career aspirations and become a therapist. Mm, you sure you really want that? Uh, no. <laughs> Actually, wait, I can never become a therapist <laughs> professionally. That's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of To Be Honest. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm Grace. And today's topic is being a therapist to your friends. I just came across this really interesting article fed to me by Apple News, and (laughs) I just thought it was actually a really interesting conversation that we should have because as society is talking a lot more about mental health, and while that's a really good thing, it can also have a few cons because um, sometimes situations go into really weird friend-therapist relationships that Mm. don't work out so well and then also obviously a lot of people don't have formal training in that field and may give the wrong advice Mm -hmm. and that's actually something that I struggle with sometimes because I don't like to be wrong I have this whole thing we've talked about this before where I preface everything I say (laughs) and I'm just like oh I'm not super sure I'm not a licensed therapist well I might be wrong and then we've talked about how that's an issue because like it makes me come off like I don't know anything Um, but also it's kind of true like I don't know anything and I don't want to be wrong and then um, I feel like a lot of intellectual people, you know, actually have that habit as well. Like, I'm pretty sure I picked it up for them because, like, you know how there's that quote about how people, like, smart people, intelligent people, knowledgeable, wise people <laughs> um, know that they're stupid because they know about how much they don't know. And then they're, um, before they say anything, they always are ready to express a certain amount of uncertainty in what they're saying. So, yes. anyways, I have a problem with saying um, with giving advice and like saying what's really on my mind. So I don't know if that friend um, and therapist relationship doesn't come supernaturally to me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree. Cause you're like, what if I give the wrong advice and they follow it and it turns out badly? Like then yeah. is it my fault? And yeah. <laughs> something that kind of works for me, I've realized that I started doing this, but usually I would just say like, what I would do is this. So this helps for me this helps express my opinion without coming off as you know all-knowing or super knowledgeable in a subject and also helps me not Mm -hmm. offend people because people also can't really like refute that and say that it's wrong because it's just my opinion or it's just what i would do you know and as someone who is a bit of a people pleaser who is not really brutally honest actually far away from Mm -hmm. being brutally honest um it really helps me express my opinions and i feel like that happens a lot when I have difficulty or when I want to encourage empathy in other people or like when I want to bring a different perspective to things I also tend to bring it on to myself and just like shift the perspective Mm -hmm. especially in like Mm -hmm. uncomfortable situations including being vulnerable although I'm getting better at that (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think you are really good at making people feel comfortable and making people feel heard and like respected because like on the topic of like giving advice and then being scared of being wrong, like I feel like I have these thoughts a lot, especially since we have a podcast that's mm. centered around like relationships, mental health, and like self development and topics like these. Um, because I think there's a whole conversation out there about the responsibility of social media influencers. I'm not calling us social media influencers by <laughs> any means, but the responsibility of these influencers to use their platform for good because like Mm. if they know that they're going to affect such a a large amount of people then I do agree that they should be conscious of what they're saying and then they should Mm. make sure that the message they're putting out there is good but also 
it's really hard because like a lot of the times we can't really certainly say whether something is good or not and then um even if we do like what grace was doing and then preface and say something like i'm not a licensed therapist but i'm pretty sure like some people are still gonna get influenced anyways like people these days they're like sheep (laughs) that's what my brother used to say to me like they kind of just follow this is like the ethos part where if someone comes off as like they have power or they're social media influencer you respect them then you're just really likely to listen to what they say but also i was like think i was arguing back in my mind and i was like you know isn't it these people's responsibility to not be sheep like it's not my fault they're sheep they should just (laughs) have their own opinions and not get influenced by everything single thing I say you know Mm -hmm. so anyways (laughs) I I think I've kind of made peace with that a little bit Mm -hmm. and then I've just keep on reminding myself that like I don't need to be perfect and then like the podcast isn't um just to make sure we give out like the best advice ever like we don't market ourselves as therapists in the first place and we just say that we're just on here to share our journey with others so I won't stress about that too much yeah I completely agree especially with um when you were talking about social media I was thinking about some of the like YouTubers that I used to watch um, and like this art channel. I remember there are certain people who market themselves as kind of like professional artists. And then there are other Mm -hmm. people who you go back and you listen to them or you watch them because you like them as a person or like the person that they portray on the internet. Because obviously you don't really know who they are as a person. The relationship is kind of one-sided to an extent. Um, But like you like the personality that they portray. And because of that, you keep coming back. And I Mm. hope that that's the same case for our listeners. We love you. Um, We hope that you enjoy, like, our self-growth journeys and recognize that we don't know everything yet. But, like, we love that you're along for the ride. Yeah. You know, these days in school, we learn about critical thinking. And that's something you should apply to everything we say. Because we're just (laughs) saying whatever we've experienced, whatever comes to our mind. But whatever we say, you should uh, take it into your brain and think critically about it and then really evaluate whether you should agree with what we're saying or not because i'm pretty sure i can't think of a specific example right now but i'm pretty sure in the past like i probably said something on the podcast and then now like six months later i completely disagree with it because i've changed it as a person and my opinion towards something has changed so yeah you should do that too yeah totally <laughs> which just puts more emphasis on the fact that this is a self-growth journey and we're all growing mm-hmm. and becoming better together And, like, Mm -hmm. on the subject of the podcast, Amy said something earlier, and she was like, this this podcast is kind of just, like, a therapy session for the two of Mm -hmm. us, me and Amy, or, like, um, and I was like, honestly, yeah, and I think part of the reason it works so well is because we have a very balanced relationship and friendship, and as a result, like, even though we might be being vulnerable, which is a good thing, um, even though we might be being vulnerable, we're not necessarily making one person emotionally drained because there's a balance Mm -hmm. in who's talking we encourage each other to talk we also just like know each other well enough to kind of read each other um and know when something is going on but i think that really shows a balanced healthy relationship and i think in cases like these your friends can be your quote-unquote advisors or they can be part of your support system but i think it's really Mm -hmm. important that there's a balance in that relationship. There's like a give and take and that's relatively equal because Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the cons of being the therapist friend (laughs) comes from an imbalance where one person is giving more than they've got and the other person is taking more than they're giving. Yeah, yeah. I completely agree. And 
that leads us <laughs> more well into the whole conversation that we wanted to have today outside of <laughs> Amy's daily like existential crisis over her life. Um, but yeah, the main topic of today was basically in this new era of mental health and kind of it's like normalization in society and like everyone talking about it more openly, like the destigmatization of it. And yeah. while that is wonderful and exactly what it should be in so many aspects it also has opened up a lot of these uncomfortable relationships where obviously not everyone has a therapist but um while we talk about mental health a lot more openly with friends i realized that there can be a lot of unhealthy relationships and unhealthy dynamics between uh people who talk a lot about mental health together and Talking about mental health together, I want to stress this, like, is a really good thing. Like, this is really central in my life. And then literally, like, half of my personality or half of my, like, self-worth and identity comes from the fact that I can talk really openly with friends and we can talk about mental health together and stuff. Mm-hmm. And being vulnerable to friends is, like, one of the best things um, I have. And then mm-hmm. I feel like I have so many close friends because of that. But on the other hand, it has a lot of cons and there's a lot of pitfalls you can fall into, too. Yeah, I know. There are definitely a lot of pitfalls that you could fall into. I mean, I've personally experienced that. And I think one of the main cons, especially if you are the therapist friend, is Mm -hmm. other people's problems start weighing on you and you start to feel emotionally drained. And as a result, that kind of seeps into all the other areas of your life as well, where because you're emotionally drained, you're not able to provide as much energy into other areas of your life. And I know like in the past, just because I didn't have a very good understanding of myself and my boundaries and everything, um, I've gotten myself into a situation where I was that, I was like the sole support system of one person for their mental health and Mm -hmm. I am by no means a professional. And not only was it damaging to potentially them because, you know, I might not be giving the best advice, but also it was damaging to me because it was emotionally draining. And it's funny how we get into those situations when um, when we don't understand ourselves well enough, I guess, or when we don't know to set clear boundaries. Because I remember about just over a year ago before my situation, I had a friend who was going through a similar situation. And I remember thinking at the time, like, because they were kind of wary of, um, you know, being that therapist friend. And at the time, I remember thinking, like, if it was me, I would do it. Like, I didn't say anything, but I remember thinking mm-hmm. that. And I remember thinking, like, can't, like, you know, can't be that damaging, right? You're able to help people. And yeah. it wasn't until after I got myself into that situation and realized how terrible it was that I didn't communicate, that I didn't set boundaries, that I let my mental health you know, fall so low. And also, like, as a result, there's, everyone has that sort of breaking point. And when I hit that, it was kind of that point where I was no longer able to resolve that situation to the best of my ability. And I kind of just had to get out. And if Mm -hmm. I'd communicated earlier, it would have all been avoided. Or even if I had, like, set boundaries, if I had, you know, like, left earlier (laughs) instead of waiting until I literally couldn't handle it anymore... I would have been able to resolve the situation a lot better, I think. Mm-hmm. And from the other person's side either, because I know you're not very uh, willing to criticize, there's also a lot of things the person on the other side could have done better as well. 
<laughs> always defending me. Yeah. But anyways, I think it just goes to show that in these like friend therapist dynamics, they're really, they're oftentimes they're really hard situations where you can't really blame either side. And obviously like when someone is not mentally in a good place, they should go talk to it with a friend. But like in a lot of cases, talking about it with a friend can lead to like an unhealthy dependency on someone or like put pressure on that person. Yeah. And it's a really precarious balance in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're the sole therapist or support system for someone, it can become really toxic and really damaging. And I think also it depends on your expectations for each other in the friendship or in the relationship. Because if one person has like really high expectations for the time and energy that you devote to them and you don't communicate that that's you know, unrealistic, <laughs> then you're going to find mm-hmm. yourself in a pretty bad situation. Yeah, and I can say from personal experience too, not even with like this specific situation, but there have been a lot of times where a situation would have gone a lot better had I just said no in the beginning, but I like didn't want to say no, I like wanted to be nice, and then it got dragged on for way longer than it should have been and became a way bigger thing than it could have been if I had I just put my foot down in the first place. Mm-hmm. But anyways... Yeah. Since this is such a hard situation, and in a lot of the times you can't blame either side, I think we should go through what you should do in the situation, both on the person, on the side of the person who's going through a hard time, and also on the side of the person who is the quote-unquote therapist in the relationship. Mm-hmm. So first, let's talk about what you should do when you're going through a hard time. Putting ourselves in the shoes of someone who's like not doing well mentally and wants to talk to someone about it but doesn't want to be a burden, what should you do? Mm-hmm. Well... First, I think it kind of depends on the situation because I think this only really becomes an issue when it's been going on for a really, really long time and you've been depending on this person for a while and you're always talking to them, relying relying on them for everything. And at that point, let me just say this to you, you should get a therapist, honey. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, when a lot everyone goes through hard times and then a lot of the times in these hard times, you get through it with a support system and with friends and If you feel like you are at that point where you need to keep on talking to someone about a really long and prolonged issue and you're just trying to get yourself out of a bad place and it's not working, Hmm. then that's the time you should seek professional help. And it is out there. And you shouldn't be scared of it. Yeah, definitely. And also, I think it's like that whole balancing that we were talking about earlier. I think it's really important to just, like, ask your therapist friend how they're doing. Like, if you have a conversation about Mm -hmm. them and you're sharing some of the hard times that you've been going through, like, make sure that there are times where you're asking your friend how they're doing, how they're feeling, and, like, encouraging them to be vulnerable as well. Because Mm -hmm. sometimes when one friend in the friendship is constantly you know, sharing some of the struggles that they're going through, it can develop into a dynamic, like Amy said earlier, where there's a set person who's always the quote-unquote therapist friend, and then they feel like they have to fill that role. And as a result, they might um, feel hesitant to be vulnerable to you because they think it's their role to provide comfort. And they don't think it can be reversed. So I think it's really important to find that balance in the relationship and to make sure that you're asking your therapist friend how they're doing and um, encouraging them to, you know, share parts of their life if they feel comfortable to as well. Yeah, I think like the best thing to do in the situation is to just be conscious of the chance that you might be stressing them out. And obviously, I don't want to... I don't want to deter anyone from talking to people when they need it because like I think that's super valuable but I think 
it's just good to keep in mind that you need to be aware of like whether you're crossing a boundary or not and be aware of like how much time you're taking up because I can say from like personal experience a lot of the time um talking to friends going through a hard time like I want to do it at the start and I want to be there for them and literally like nothing against them I want to be there for them Mm -hmm. but a lot of the time it's just like time constraints like talking to someone and doing proper doing it properly takes a lot of um, emotional energy it takes a lot of time and especially for people in school sometimes there just isn't enough time to do that so you need to be conscious of um how that's going totally and like what amy is saying again really really want to stress this we are in no means um deterring people from talking to their friends about mental health it's amazing but i think we just really want to bring attention to the fact that um those relationships and friendships can potentially become unhealthy and to prevent Mm -hmm. that from happening to your friendship and relationship because we know you value those very much and we value all of our friends around us too and um we just really want to stress that we're not deserting our friends by making space for ourselves you're not a bad person if you can't provide if you don't have the mental energy or emotional energy to be there to support people at their fullest and that's why it's so important that you have a support system that doesn't just have one channel of support because then you're putting a lot of pressure on your therapist friend to always be there when you need it you know and there's like no one else you can turn to and i don't want you to seem to feel like a player or anything like that but it's not bad to rotate around (laughs) different friends at times like maybe monday go to this person tuesday go to another person wednesday go to another person yeah totally and so we wanted to offer some advice to people who find themselves in the position of being a therapist friend and if you feel like you're in the right mental place and you have the mental capacity and like emotional energy to do this and it brings you happiness to help your friend and like it doesn't drain you and you're feeling good about it, of course, um, help your friend, have a conversation. That's amazing. But if you're finding yourself in a place where you can't best provide for your friend, one of the things that I heard on another podcast I was listening to in terms of, you know, just setting those boundaries or letting your friend know that you're not able to provide for them at the moment in the nicest way possible is saying something along the lines of, like, I love talking to you. I love what you have to say. Um, I'm really sorry, but I'm not in the best state to provide advice for this or, like, to listen to this or to help you with this to the best of my ability. I really value you as a friend. Like, make sure they know how much they mean to you, but let them know that you're not able to provide the best support, both emotional support and advice if they want advice um, at the moment. So shift the focus away from you and onto what you can provide for them. And I think that's a really good way of letting people down softly and just letting them know like you aren't able to do this right now, but they still mean Mm -hmm. a lot to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have been in that situation before too, where I knew, I was like already conscious about this issue going on and then I knew that like this person was uh, making our relationship go to the point where I was starting to feel like a little too therapisty in the relationship, mm-hmm. and I did like turn her down one night when she needed to talk because I was really busy that night and stuff like that too. But I just remember like I was so guilty after that, um, even though I knew that that was like the right thing for me at the time. And then I'm not blaming her by um, not blaming them by any means either. But I just remember thinking like, oh, if Grace was in this situation, she wouldn't have turned them down. <laughs> 
I mean, <laughs> I hope that, I don't know, this might be a thing that you might have to learn from experience. I knew that I had to learn it from experience. But, mm-hmm. like, take it from someone who's gone through <laughs> the situation of being a therapist friend and having it be really damaging to both parties. But um, it's really important to set those boundaries like Amy did. And even mm-hmm. if you think, oh, I'm able to help, sometimes if you don't take care of yourself, you're going to reach a point where you're going to do more harm trying to help than good. And mm-hmm. as a result, yeah. it might just be much better and save both parties a lot of pain if you're just open with them early on. Like, um, for example, like what Amy was doing, she knew that she wasn't able to do this at the time. And that's okay because, again, I just really want to stress that you don't necessarily owe it to the other person to be there for them at the expense of your own mental health. We can't help others if we don't help ourselves first. I know it's cliche, that is but it's true. so true. It is so true. <laughs> I was also thinking earlier, you were saying that if you're that therapist friend and then you mm-hmm. felt like you couldn't enjoy helping them and then mm-hmm. you didn't feel like you were in the mental space to help them i was just wondering like do you think um in a friendship that there is a certain amount of relate um responsibility you have to take care of that person because say like this person helped you in the past when you were going through a hard time but at the moment they ask you for help but you don't want to give it for some reason like maybe you're like really busy right now and you can't or maybe like you just feel like you're not the best um, person to help her through the Mm. situation or you just don't know what to say if you don't think it's going to bring you any good like any positivity and then it'll have like a slight negative impact on you do you think you should still do it i think personally i think that it's important to create boundaries i think it depends on each person what i would do i don't know if this is the best course of action Mm -hmm. but what i would do is Mm -hmm. in the short term i would say like yes if it's not too damaging but I need to like I've learned this from the past and I'm working on boundaries a lot right now but like I need to be able to set those boundaries for the future and I think it just totally depends on where my mental state is at the moment because um, what I was gonna say earlier is there are times where sometimes you like don't think that you're gonna gain anything from it but after you help your friend you realize that it actually brings you a lot of positivity and energy And that's really great. And I think usually that happens when it's not what Amy was saying earlier. Um, It's not like a dependent Mm -hmm. relationship where they're relying on you constantly like over and over again as their sole support system. And I think in cases where every once in a while you have a mental talk and it's balanced and everything, like those can be really healthy and you can actually gain energy from that and feel happier as a result and feel like Mm -hmm. more close to the person all the benefits that we were talking about with vulnerability, have like a more intimate relationship with the person, grow closer together. But I think that the problem is when it happens repeatedly and it starts to impact your own mental health. I think it depends on each person to know like what capacity they're able to give before Mm -hmm. it's really damaging for them. But I think in all of these situations, it's really important to always have that boundary. And it can be an unspoken boundary. Like it doesn't necessarily need to be addressed until you're nearing it or it has been crossed. But I think it's important to have that boundary in place. Yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it. Because I don't want to come off as a bad person, but there have been certain times where someone, a friend who's like helped me get through a hard time in the past has come to me for help. But 
I wasn't exactly enthused to give it. I don't remember why, but it wasn't exactly the situation where I was like super excited to hear about the issue and super excited to help. Mm-hmm. And then I remember thinking like, is this something I should be worried about or is this my responsibility as a friend? Right, yeah. And I think like the responsibility part is super tricky because obviously as friends, we want to support our friend during their hardest times. You know, we want to mm-hmm. be there for them. We want them to be there for us. But I think it's important to recognize that you can't be there for them until like you're in a good place yourself. And if you know it's mm-hmm. going to be damaging for you, um, then I think that there are ways that, again, you can let your friend know that this isn't good for you or you're not able to do this to the best of your ability while still making them feel very valued as a friend. And if they truly care about you, they will understand that. <laughs> they will mm-hmm. understand if... Um, if you, you know, share how you're feeling, if you communicate, if you share those boundaries, they're going to understand where you're coming from and they're going to hopefully be really nice about it because mm-hmm. they care about your mental health too. And this is why, again, it's so important to have a pretty broad support system because then in that situation, they can turn to another friend or perhaps seek professional help as well. Mm, yeah and on the talk of of boundaries i think they are really helpful in making sure that um one person (laughs) doesn't become all-encompassing and then i found this study on linkedin actually Mm. um where let's see craner hollandsby and sheep oh my god sheep Sheep. categorized (laughs) four types of boundary management tactics that describe what people do in order to manage boundaries around work and family domains and these include temporal so this is time and we've mentioned this multiple times before but Mm -hmm. a lot of the times a big issue in these friend therapist relationships is that the two people just have very different schedules from one another and very life different lifestyles Mm -hmm. so if one person is really busy and the other person um, is not as busy, then it can create an uncomfortable relationship where one person is always waiting for the other to text back. Yeah, and totally. While one person is always like feeling guilty for not being able to text back. Mm-hmm. And then there's also physical boundaries, behavioral boundaries, and communicative boundaries. And communicative is the other one I want to talk about. That one is about managing expectations, which is another topic that came up a few times before. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the time when one of these therapist friendships become unhealthy, it's when there's an expectation for one of these friends to always be there or to always be that therapist friend. And I think it's important to um, make sure that that expectation isn't necessarily an expectation, to communicate how you're feeling, to communicate those boundaries, to make sure that they know you're there for them as a friend, but not as a therapist. Yeah. And with that, we'd love to invite you to share any of your experiences or thoughts that you have on the matter. As always, we love to hear from you, our lovely listeners. Um, so please mm-hmm. don't hesitate to send us a DM via Instagram at tobehonestpod. Yeah, and as always, thank you so much for your support. If you want to rate us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or share the podcast with anyone who you think might be interested, it would be much appreciated. And with that, we'll, we'll see, see you next, next week. week.